If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Friday, March 3rd. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for vanilla ice cream. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for my friend Austin. My friend Austin is someone I met when I was 20. We're very similar in a lot of ways. And she is someone that even though we don't talk every single day, when we get back together, it's like no time has passed at all. And we now have daughters that are a similar age, like one year difference. And they came over last night to celebrate some good news that we got. And um, the girls played so well together. And I was so proud of both of them. Callie was so impressed with... Uh, Austin's daughter and Ellie, like you brought it up so many times that I'm starting to wonder if you thought there was going to be a stabbing or something. No, I did not think that. But what I thought is, you know, Ellie's two and with two year olds, there's this, and she doesn't have a sibling. So there's a thing with two year olds of like, well, this is mine and I don't want to share my toy. That's, that's mine, you know? And Ellie, I was having a conversation with her about it before Austin's daughter came to play. And I said, you know, when our friends come over, we share our toys with them. They always stay at our house, but we, you know, we share what we have. And she went before the little girl even got here and said, got her favorite toy and said, mommy, I want to share this toy. And I was like, so proud of her. And they played quietly together. They're this, a similar energy level. So one's not bouncing off the walls right. and the other one's reserved. They're both pretty like chill first children vibes. And, um, they, there was not one, no, I want to play with that. No, they're so polite and they're tiny. And it's just so cute hearing tiny humans. It's like hearing tiny humans with cute accents. You know, (laughs) it's so adorable to hear. Can I please play with this when you're done? I'm like, oh my gosh, they have better manners than I do. (laughs) That is true. And I think it's really cool that Austin, anytime I've had good news in my life, Austin is a friend that shows up with champagne at your door, wholeheartedly ready to celebrate your accomplishments. I like how she showed up last night and said, I didn't know what kind of mood we were feeling tonight. So she had a bottle of champagne in one hand and a bottle of Costco Prosecco in the other hand. She said, do you want to have, is this a weeknight quick party or is this a pop the champagne, let's hang out for a while party? She... I thought that she brought that, the Costco, it's like the Kirkland Signature brand. Um, That was Prosecco, but they have a Prosecco Rosé. And I featured that in the pick-me-up this week. So I thought she was bringing it as like a nod to the pick-me-up. No, I asked her. And she was like, no, I didn't read that, but this is the best Prosecco ever. I'm like, yeah, it is. I know. I had it in the pick-me-up. She hadn't read it, but I'm telling you, friends, my sparkle... My lovers of drinks that sparkle, the $8 Kirkland Signature Prosecco and or Rosé Prosecco is fabulous. And it's dry. It's so good. I think we should serve that all summer here at the house. And we should refer to our house as Club Kirky. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And we only serve Costco, you know, snacks. Booze. Mm-hmm. We've outfit the backyard with only. I was there. I went there two days ago. Just literally, I was going. My goal was to be in and out of Costco with three things: ground beef, paper towels. 
And I forget what the third thing was. Potato chips, maybe? No. I don't know. Three things. In and out. I almost came home with a backyard water slide that's shaped like a shark's <laughs> mouth that squirts water at at you as you're going down it. <laughs> so it's it's the it's a high end target. Anyway, the, yep. Club Kirky. Club Kirky. It's a high end target. Yeah, like it's a you go into Target and you end up buying. $12 bath towels. I almost came home with an entire half backyard filled with water park. Mm, yeah. Okay. You know, I get what you're saying now. It's a larger scale mm-hmm. target. What was the third thing that I bought? Was well, you bought tra- paper plates. That was. Because we do that more in the summer. That was a. Drive me nuts. Oh, well. I don't know. Uh, it is Friday. We're doing a one to 10 scale check-in. Chef Dollar on a one to 10 scale. How are you doing this week? Laundry detergent? I don't think so. Oh, I know what it was. I know what it was. Trash bags for the kitchen, but Mm. I didn't get them because the only ones they had were scented. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely. Scented trash bags are something you think you can deal with until they're smelling whatever room you keep them in. We keep ours in our laundry room. And Jeff, last time we did that, he bought them by accident. And then for the entirety of the box that we had them in, the Costco size box, he was angry. He was just like, "This, I cannot wait to get these out of our house. And we used every single one. But I also think, wasn't it when you were pregnant? So you had a snooper, super sniffer? No. It wasn't? Mm Mm-mm. Um, but yeah, the, they did have the regular ones, but it would have required a forklift. They were up. I didn't feel like You're waiting. You're like, mm, it's a whole thing. I'll go back. On a scale of one to 10, I'm going to put me at, I'm going to go 7.5. Okay. I'm feeling it was a, gr- it's a nine week. Yesterday had, had a significant amount of distracting anxiety that just existed enough to make me mad that it existed. Mm-hmm. So the anxiety in itself took that, took it down a half point, but the fact that then I just became aware that the anxiety was there and I was mad about it, took it down another point. Yeah. Sorry. But I mean, it happens. It does happen. But it was a great week. Um, I'll let you tell your version of it. Right. Are you going to ask me how I am? Oh, yeah. Well, that was kind of the cue. <laughs> I am a 10 this week. Why didn't you wait for me to ask you? Because you I said that really was the cue. Uh, yeah, but then you wanted me to ask you, and I had it, I was all planned how I was going to ask okay, you. Okay, take two. Yeah. How are you on a scale of 1 to 10? Is that how you are going to ask me? Yep. Practiced it in my head. I, good can job. I guess, can I guess? Yeah. You're a 10. Oh, my gosh. How did you know? I have had... Very high points this week. I've had kind of a low point this week, but nothing takes away from my high. So I'm going to go 10 this week. I have had multiple really wonderful things happen this week. And one of them is that we got great news about our fertility journey. And I'm going to do a quick little bio 101, like a little background of how this stuff works because I didn't know it until I was going through it. And then Jeff still doesn't know it. So I'll explain it for everyone and Jeff. We, so you have an egg retrieval, which I, which I had, we talked, um, 
about that on the show and they give you all these medicines to try to get you as like, you know, as many quality eggs as possible. Which given the, you know, economy and the bird flu, getting a lot of eggs is at a reasonable price is really difficult now. So don't listen to him. This is why he doesn't know what's going on because the whole time we're getting information from the doctor, he's like, I can make a joke about how expensive <laughs> eggs are right now. And he delights on I think on I've it. used that joke four times. I show. mean, you really have. And that's just, that's not even to the doctor. No. No. I feel bad for her <laughs> because of your dad jokes. Anywho, so what they do is they take the eggs and then they take whatever sperm you're using. For us, it is Jeff's sperm. For some people, it's like a donor sperm. They put them together. How you doing? And they um, make embryos. Milkshake. They make a milkshake. They make embryos. So they make them in a lab and they put them together. And then whoever survives for five days goes on to the next round is pretty much how it is. So it's like I feel bad survival for, of the fittest. I feel bad for my swimmers. Why? Because their entire life, they've been told this story of traveling down a tunnel and looking for, you know, an egg to, to a cell to penetrate, a wall to fight through. They've been like training. Yeah, training their whole lives for it. And then... The day happens and somebody literally sets sends, sets them down right outside the door. And they're like, yeah, just knock. <laughs> well, I'm supposed to swim. I'm supposed to find something. I'm supposed to fight for this. I'm supposed to fend off others. And they're like, mm, no, no, just ring the bell. They're expecting you. <laughs> You're good. So just bing bong, look, through, look into the <laughs> ring. So there's a whole process of like, the whole thing is survival of the fittest, right? So you have eggs, not all of them are viable. Then you mix them with sperm and then some of them die in that process. And not then you have to wait. Because the, the sperm is amazing. Of course, of course. And then you wait five more days and whoever survives the five days, you have the option to genetically test, which we did. And we thought it was important because I have not had trouble getting pregnant. I have had trouble staying pregnant, which means that there's a chance that my body is saying, oh, this isn't a viable baby. It's got something wrong with it chromosomally. So our doctor thought it was important for us to get them tested before we start putting them, you know, in me to try to grow. So we have a better shot. Um, so we did that and we were waiting on the doctor to call us and let us know how many survived past day five, because you never know. You could have 40 eggs to start out with and have one embryo. You don't know until you go through all of this. It's fa- The science is fascinating because all of this genetic testing happens in with one cell. It's amazing. They literally take out one cell of each embryo, ship it off to a lab somewhere for testing, and then they can tell you by the chromosomes which ones are healthy. Right. Like, that's unbelievable. Remember cool. all the rage? I don't know. Maybe you're too young for this. But when I was growing up for a year or two in the newspaper, in the Sunday paper, in the comic section, were these things that you could hang up and you stared at them long enough and all of a sudden- The magic eyes. Yeah. And you see mm-hmm. dolphins or birds flying. Yeah. Or- I had all those books. Okay. I feel like that's what it's, what that job is, is just- Staring at things that look like that and finding stuff that I would never see. That's a really weird analogy, mm. but we'll run with it. Also, I remember seeing a magic eye book at the library and how 
thinking about how dumb I looked as a kid because you have to put it up really close to your face and then you pull it back to get your eye. You know, anyway, side note. So the did doctor. They, did anybody ever publish a magic eye book that had nothing in it? I'm sure they did. How great. Like a practical joke book. How great would that be? How do you not see that rainbow? Yes. It's so obvious. Uh, the doctor called us earlier this week and to let us know that we have seven healthy babies on ice. So seven embryos were genetically tested and they came back as really rated really high. So they are, we can basically try this seven times before we run out of so babies. That is three sets of twins and a solo journey. So I just want to know where you want to put the solo journey. We're going to start with twins. We're absolutely not starting with twins. Um, we're not doing that. And they won't legally do that, thankfully, because um, I am just not mentally there yet. Or I'm just not there. Um, I'm like, we're doing this one more time. <laughs> and then we're like closed, not financially ready for two. I'm just not we're not there. Um, but we were really excited about that. And it felt more real to me. I cried when she told us not because of the number, but because I'm like, okay, like we have kids, yeah, like they're kids on ice, but they're kids, they're little icicles. Um, so we have them in the freezer now and we're going to, you know, they're going to tell us what the best one is and we're going to implant that one. And then hopefully in a couple of months we will have a pregnancy. Yeah. And if not, then we'll try it again. Yeah. And we then our bench our bench is 60. We got one starter and six on the bench. Did you just say our our bencher is 60? No. We have six our bench is six deep. I'm you know what's sad? I'm preparing myself for at least one loss. Why? Because Why? I you have to think <sighs> and visualize the best possible outcome. I know. It's just harder. I don't want to get, I, it's hard to explain unless you've been there, but with every IUI, I was like, okay, I know there's a chance this isn't going to take. And then you, I feel pregnant like the first couple of days Yeah. and then they test you two weeks later and then they've told me now three times, okay, you're not pregnant. It was, you know, the numbers went up and then they didn't go up high enough. So I'm really there's this nervous weird, about that part. And I'm nervous that it's all up to me. There's this uh, weird thing, this thing called a chemical pregnancy, which is where enough of the cells do what the cells have to do to make the rest of the body start to get ready. To be for, pregnant. For a pregnancy. Mm -hmm. And if you've been pregnant before, it you think, oh, here we go, right? But meanwhile, those cells were just getting themselves in position. And then at one point they had a conversation and they're, this isn't the right place. This isn't the right time. We're not going to do this. So then they stop, but the rest of the body doesn't know that. And that's really, that's a sad. It's really a bummer because you get the excitement of the yes and then the heartbreak of the no. Immediately. Um, like within three days. Yeah. And so you're kind of like, you know, it's just, it's a hard... It's a taxing process, um, but I am someone that thinks that everything happens for a reason. So, and I really do believe that even when it's not the news that I want to hear. So I'm a little nervous about that, but I'm also in a totally different place than I was when we were doing the IUIs. I'm not waking up in the middle of the night anymore. Right. You know what I mean? And I know that sounds really silly, but 
I think that makes a difference. Your life is less stressful. Yeah. You are, have been working out every day. Yeah. You said to me that you want to um, look up what foods promote, the, it's not fertility, but sustaining, right? Is that the word? Maybe sustain- Help grow. There's like certain foods that are good for you when you're, when you're pregnant and I want to like, you're it's just getting pregnant. Yeah. There's and foods- it's not, it's not the Bible. It's just, it's, I think it's more kind of like super, not superstition, um, but it can't hurt, you know, to eat what's good for an eventual baby. Like it kind of gives me hope. So I'm going to do it. Um, and you know, so if anybody wants salmon for dinner, <laughs> we're going to be having we'll, salmon. We'll, we'll let you know when that is. And you just come on by. We'll be preparing salmon six different ways. Did you just make a throat noise? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that, but it was like gurgle. Is it at the end of this? Oh yeah. We can go into commercials now. Oh, okay. I was at a wedding last weekend and I was seeing people that I hadn't seen in a really long time. And one of my girlfriends looked so amazing. And I asked her, I was like, what what are you doing? Tell me everything because you look incredible. Your skin looks amazing. And she said, well, I've been really insecure about my melasma for a while now, like the brown discoloration right on my forehead. And I finally decided to take care of it. And I was like, oh my gosh, that happened to me too. I was so insecure about the discoloration on my face. And then I finally got help for it. And it has enhanced my confidence so much. Apostrophe is an online platform that connects you with an expert dermatology team to get customized acne treatment for your unique skin. And that could be acne, or it could be the melasma like me and my girlfriend were talking about that were problem areas for us. Simply fill out the online consultation about your skin goals and your medical history. Then you're going to snap a few selfies of your problem areas and a board certified dermatologist will create your initial customized treatment plan. We have a special deal for the Upside audience. Get your first visit for only $5 at apostrophe.com slash Upside when you use our code Upside. That's a savings of $15. This code is only available to our listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash Upside and click Get Started. Then use our code Upside at sign up and you'll get your very first visit for only $5. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode. Money cannot buy happiness, but worrying about money can certainly pay for unhappiness. And that's where Chime comes in. Chime can help you smile more. They were just named the number one most loved banking app with payday up to two days early and fee-free overdrafts up to $200. They offer financial peace of mind in your wallet. And all of this happens with no annual fees, no large security deposits, no credit checks to apply. See for yourself why Chime is so loved by going to chime.com slash upside. That's chime, C-H-I-M-E dot com slash upside. Chime is a financial technology company, not a bank. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank or Stride Bank NA, members FDIC. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on fair spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. See chime.com slash spot me. Chime was the 2021 number one most downloaded banking app in the U.S., according to Aptopia. Life insurance isn't the most fun thing to think about, right? We don't want to think about what's going to happen when we pass away. 
But it's really, really important to get life insurance, especially if you're a parent. And this is something that has been numero, numero, you know, on our list for a while now. It's a micro anxiety that we have been too overwhelmed to tackle. And if that sounds like you, listen up because I've got something that could really help you. Fabric was designed by parents for parents to help you get high quality, surprisingly affordable term life insurance policies in less than 10 minutes. Fabric's new lower prices could mean potentially significant savings over other providers with great quality policies like a million dollars in coverage for less than one dollar a day. Life insurance gets a bad reputation because it can sound really overwhelming and complicated, right? That's why we keep putting it off. But Fabric makes it really easy to apply with its seamless digital experience. You could be offered coverage instantly with no health exam required. Protect your family today with Fabric by Gerber Life. Apply today in just 10 minutes at meetfabric.com slash upside. That's meet fabric.com slash upside, M-E-E-T-F-A-B-R-I-C.com slash upside. Policies issued by Western Southern Life Assurance Company, not available in certain states. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. Before we uh, talk about my COVID excitement, can we just address the murder murders verdict that came out last night? Yes. He was found guilty. I think it was four counts total. He was found guilty on all four counts, including killing his wife and his son. The thing, I mean, the whole story is fascinating, but the the thing, the exclamation point on the verdict of delivery was that the jury talked for less than three hours. Yeah. When When the verdict is returned that quickly, there's no, I mean, that's a, that in legal world, in the legal world, I would say it's probably as open and shut of a case as you can get. It would be like a slam dunk, which is interesting because they were thinking maybe it wouldn't be um, because people were saying that the defense did, and I haven't watched it and we, I haven't watched it. So take what I say with a grain of salt. I've just been reading what I've read clips here and there. Um, but people were starting to think that the defense did a really good job of, you know, saying reasonable doubt because the prosecution, everyone was like, oh my gosh, they did. You know, they presented a really strong case. And then after the defense, everyone was like, well, maybe not. You never know. And yeah, it was really, I will say. Because I feel like every jury is going to have one person who's going to be stubborn for the sake of being stubborn. And if your verdict comes back in three hours, even the stubborn for the sake of being stubborn like, yeah. person it, it kind of has to say, yeah, there's nothing here. It is interesting that it was the day after, I think it was the day after, or maybe two days after uh, the jury got to go to that their farm, yeah. their like gun range farm or whatever, and see the scene. And people were like, oh, for sure, they're going to be like, you know, I think the defense was thinking, oh, for sure, that they're going to see that this it didn't happen the way it couldn't have. Um, but obviously that's not, that's not the case. So um, other news from yesterday that I found fascinating, a little more good newsy, but there was a fire on an airplane. Did you see this airplanes in the sky? And all of a sudden there's a fire in the overhead baggage compartment because somebody's, somebody was charging their phone using an external battery mm-hmm. and the battery caught fire. And 
everybody was safe. I think a couple of people had to go to the hospital for oxygen. Yeah. Know, because the, there's, it filled with smoke pretty quickly. But uh, a guy on the plane was a retired New York City firefighter <gasps> and helped the flight attendants. Oh, my gosh. Put the fire out, helped them, show, showed them where to spray the, you know, chemical or the water, whatever. Man, that's right place, right time. And uh, I wish I had pulled the audio because he sounds exactly like you would expect a retired New York City firefighter. Super New York. Yeah. Wish I could do a New York accent. Um, No, we're not. I'm doing two random things. And also you didn't tell us about your COVID thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think I had COVID. You definitely had COVID. I went, well, I got to do an appointment with the, with the doctor, but I went and got a, I, I just had such a weird illness after Christmas and. You tested negative at home. I tested negative so many times at home, but it just felt like I had COVID and somebody, a listener to the upside sent a note uh, on Instagram and said, Hey, you can go get this certain type of test. It's 65 bucks and they'll tell you. Within, a, you know, you give them your blood and within a week you'll get a notice. And if your score is anything over one, you have antibodies in your system. Meaning you either just got your booster or you had COVID recently. Yes. Uh, so, and I don't think they can delineate between getting a shot and right whatever. But my last shot was over a year ago. So it, I said, okay, well, if it's low, it's going to be the remnants of that. I don't know how long it stays in your system. My number was off the charts high. It was greater than 150. So that, that it starts at one, everything over at one, everything over a one is antibodies, antibodies in your system. I had over 150. Yeah. It was, so so it was like you absolutely had COVID and it's so weird that it came so strong and the rapid test said, no, you don't have it. Or what if I'm just one of those people who just doesn't get it? I don't think that's true because remember I was sick too. Ellie was sick too. Like it was like a whole thing, but we just kept testing negative. So we're like, okay, I guess it's just like a seasonal You got to go do that test. I don't need to do the test. If you had it, I had it. I mean, I know my smell was all, when you said earlier, was it when you were pregnant with the trash bags? No, it was when like my smell was all, remember everything smelled like horrible to me for a while? Yeah. Like three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's weird, but yeah, you can apparently, what's it called? An antibody test? I think so. You don't know? I got mine at Quest. Diagnostics. All right, here are your three random things for today. Your first random thing, I love when scientists do this. They are telling us really dirty places in our house, but this is home smart or smart home devices edition. Whoa, the phone, definitely. Okay, so you ready for this? Yeah, you are you are using that in the bathroom and you're still holding it hmm. between finish and wipe. Gross. Am I right? The smart, I'm ignoring you. The smart control panel for like your thermometer has five times more germs. Yeah. Has five times more germs than bacteria in a pet food bowl. Your smart remote has 12 times more bacteria than a toothbrush holder. Oh, gross. Your doorbell, which I would not have even thought of cleaning, 
has seven times more bacteria than a bathroom sink faucet handle, which is horribly disturbing. I'm like going to clean that right now. Uh, And the camera. That's that's why you should always ring a doorbell with your butt. Because it doesn't matter anyway. The camera of the like video doorbells or whatever has four times more bacteria than a toilet flush handle. Who's which touching is like, the camera? I don't know. Well, um, maybe people get uh, down close and they breathe on it. Uh, hey, it's me, your Uncle Jake. You guys in there? Is this thing on? Smells like poop. Somebody bringing this with their butt. Are you done? Do you want to do the second random thing? No. Anyway, so yay science, but like germaphobes. All right, now I'll do your second random thing. Uh, This caused me an incredible amount of stress, but I'm going to pass it along to you anyways. There is a- This is the three random things of horrible things to send you into your weekend with. You're welcome. There's a professional organizer. Her name's Kayleen Kelly. And she says, she says that if you want to quickly clean out a closet or an attic or a basement or something like that, you need to imply or uh, uh, invoke a three second rule where you don't touch anything for longer than three seconds. You have to make your decision on what to do with it in three seconds. Now, I know what she's trying to do with this. I also know that just reading the article about this idea gave Makes me you stress. <laughs> because I would just keep everything. I would look at it and say, eh, I might wear this. Okay, well, I don't know. I don't know. I'm maybe someday. Boom. And it goes into the maybe someday pile, which then just starts this, this constant loop of yeah. the three-second rule. So yeah. if, if you think that would work for you. Uh, she claims that it's the fastest way to declutter any room in your house. And your third random thing for today is going to be dealer's choice. Jeff Dollar, would you rather a three random things on sleep or a three random things on cheese? I think it has to be sleep because I just yawned. You did just yawn. Okay. Sleeping with an eye mask can help you feel more alert the next day. That is according to a study. And here's the thing. It doesn't mean you get better quality of sleep, but when people with eye masks uh, slept with eye masks and then they did cognitive tests, they always scored higher after a night where they've been wearing a sleep mask. So it's not that you're necessarily like you get a better sleep. It's just that you're more, I don't know. West You're rest. smarter in the morning. Um, you like that story because you wear an eye mask. I do. I I have said this on the show for months. I have perfected my sleep routine and what? it's fabulous. And part of it's an eye mask. Why don't you think you're smart then? What? Why don't you think you're smart? What do you mean? You're wearing an eye mask. supposed to make you smart. Doesn't seem to be working. Just wondering why. Did you think I was going to laugh at that? Mm. Made you laugh. I'm glad you made yourself laugh. And those are your three random things. We are going to send you off into your weekend with some news that is beautiful in this week's beautiful human alert. This is about an 80-year-old. His name is Mr. James. And Mr. James lives in Texas and he came out of retirement because his rent went up 
$400 a month. And he's like, I can't afford this, but obviously I have to pay my rent. So he got a job as the janitor at a high school in Texas and made friends with everybody. Everybody loves Mr. James. He's a fan favorite. The kids love him. And they started getting mad that he was 80 and had to work because they're like, this guy doesn't need to like be cleaning up after us. Like he needs to be enjoying his retirement. This is so unfair. So the students. I will say for the school though, good on you for, for hiring an older gentleman. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, So (laughs) the students were like, we got to do something about this. They started a GoFundMe. It started out with their, with an initial goal of $10,000. A week later, the uh, GoFundMe was $240,000 from more than 7,000 people. So, you know, I just think that's so cool. What's he going to do with that money? Is he going to move, he should move to a completely different place. Um, he should, and he could, it didn't say what he's going to do, but it was just highlighting the kindness of the kids and how cool it was that they're like, Mr. James, like you deserve to kick your feet up, not do anything. And, you know, I would, if I had $240,000, like Mr. James, I would probably, I mean, he's probably a better person than I am, but I'd be like, okay, landlord that wanted to raise my $400 rent, I'm leaving. And then I'd move to like somewhere tropical. So to the students at Callisburg High School in Callisburg, Texas, you are this week's Upside Beautiful Humans. I have a close. Close to close. No, I can close. Thank you for listening to The Upside. Upside. With Callie and Jeff. Most people learn about The Upside from their friends. Please tell everyone you know about this podcast so the amazing Upside community can continue to grow. All right, we got to get Jeff out of here. He's like on Friday, Friday vibes. He's in the Friday zone already. Yeah. Are you tired? Yeah. We're recording this show at night. We usually record it uh, during the day. And Jeff is like ready for some slumber. A little punchy. You are a little punchy. I woke up. The problem is I woke up last night at two something and couldn't fall back asleep. Oh, the worst. Well, it's the weekend now. So hopefully you can get a lot more sleep. Yeah, I can't wait. Happy weekend. Hey guys, it's T-Bird again, twice in one week. This is hilarious. That TLC show you're talking about, Seeking Brother Husband, and how, you know, men always say, God told me I need six wives. And Kelly said, I just need one woman to come on here and say, God told me I need six husbands. Kelly, God told me I need six boyfriends. Not husbands, I don't want to go that far. But God told me I need six boyfriends. Okay, let's make this happen. Oops, can't say that word. Love y'all, bye. Hey Jeff, Ross, Bryce Jelly Beans, CBS has them, my store does. My store's up and coming. 
but I'm sure there's a CVS by you. I have tons of them. Just wanted you to know. Hey, Jeff and Callie, this is Jen from Atlanta, and I'm listening to today's show, and you're mentioning pollen. Tell you a funny story. I also grew up in upstate New York and didn't uh, know what pollen was until I came down to Georgia. I was working at Emory and came out to my car, and the first thing I said to myself was, who the heck spread all the chalk dust um, all over my car because it looked like the green chalk dust from uh, your schooling? Anyway, I then got used to all the pollen. Love the show. Uh, talk to you later. Thanks. Hey, Kelly and Jeff, with all due respect to Jim Dollar, spiced jelly beans should be called catfish jelly beans because nothing is more disappointing than biting into a white jelly bean and expecting it to taste like tropical goodness and getting a mouthful of something that tastes like a urinal mint. I mean, not that I know what that tastes like, but... The other thing is popping a green jelly bean into your mouth and you expect lime and you're met with the flavor of those pink chalky mints that every grandma puts at the bottom of their purse. Um, I am 100% team non-spiced jelly beans. Have a great day. Every morning you have two choices. Stay asleep with your dreams or wake up and go get them.